I am the bread of life. John 6 is broken into two parts. John 6, 1-25 is all about Jesus feeding the 5,000 with five loaves of bread and two fish. Jesus is meeting a practical need of the people, needing to be fed, and he takes physical resource, bread and fish, to meet this need. But this is a means towards something far greater. Jesus is leading the people into a spiritual dimension of life, a life that is found only in him, the bread of life. This life meets every need and satisfies us to such a measure that we are no longer hungry or thirsty. This life is to be in us. Too often as his church, we have just stopped at the miracle of feeding all these people here and set up camp and pondering on how amazing God is to do a miracle like this. Glorifying and praising the Father for his work is right, and we are to do it. But if this is all we do, we are missing out on the greater life that the Father came to bring us into and lead us into. It is the role of the Holy Spirit to lead us into all of the truth contained in the truth, in the fullness of God. The miracle Jesus performed is to lead us into a far greater miracle. The physical miracle is to lead us into the spiritual miracle. The physical miracle is a means towards a greater end. Too many followers worship the miracle and not the one of the miracle. When we shift our focus and start to worship the one of the miracle, then we will start to come into the greater miracle that exists here, the promise of the overflow. The greater miracle is literally having Christ's life in us formed so we are no longer hungry and no longer thirsty. We are literally eating and drinking of the bread of life in us and this forms the reality of Jesus within us. John 6.53 says, Unless we eat of his flesh and drink of his blood, then we will have no life in us. John 1 verse 4 says, In Christ was life and this life is the light of men. Do we have his life in us or being formed in us? We are no longer hungry and no longer thirsty. Jesus, the bread of life being formed in us, will literally quench any thirst we have for fleshly, lustful satisfaction. John 6, 35. The bread of life, Jesus, kills the hunger for fleshly satisfaction. He kills the taste buds, the appetite for the flesh, and brings us into a new life with a new taste where our appetite is him. He satisfies our every need. Are we thirsty for him? John 7, 38. Just meeting our physical need doesn't bring us into this abundant light within us, but it gets our attention to set our eyes on him. The miracle is to loosen us from ourselves so we can truly set our focus on him and his will, which is the transformation of our lives into his image and is from this place we live our lives. Jesus even taught people that if you don't believe what I say, believe the works that I do as a stepping stone to the words I say. Do we believe the words Jesus says? Do we believe it is possible to experience a life in him where we never go hungry and never go thirsty? In John 4, we see Jesus promising the same reality to the Samaritan woman. He offers her water that will take her thirst for the natural away. We see in John 7, 37 to 38, this very promise if we will believe. 
The second part of John from verse 26 to 71 is where I want us to focus on as this is the truth here that is for all of us as his people who will dare to believe firstly and pursue and seek him for all we have. Verse 27, do not work for food which perishes but for the food which endures to eternal life which the Son of Man will give to you for on him the Father God has set his seal. Jesus said in Matthew 6, 25, Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Jesus says in verse 26 that the people seeked him not because of signs, but because he supplied them with natural food and they were filled. He says in verse 27, For them not to work for this physical food which is temporal, but for living food, living mana, bread, which is eternal. Question, how much of our time is spent working for temporal food compared to eternal food? Is most of our time being spent working for the natural? Then when the spiritual food is spoken about, we won't be able to hear, understand or eat it. Mark 8, 14-21, Mark 6, 52. What tree are we eating from? Are we eating still from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, the wisdom of the world? Or are we eating from the tree of life, the wisdom of Jesus himself? In Mark 6.52, we see Jesus saying to his disciples that they had not gained any insight from the incident of the loaves. Did they not learn and gain any insight from the feeding of the five thousands? Their hearts were still hardened. They didn't learn what they were supposed to. And this becomes evident from Mark 8.14-21. Jesus talks about the Pharisees' teaching and the disciples think and hear he is talking about bread. Jesus isn't talking about bread at all, but letting them know they need to be aware of their teaching. When we don't learn and come into what we are supposed to come into, we fail to hear and understand what Jesus is really teaching and talking about. We hear something completely different We are not eating food that endures to eternal life. We see this reality playing out in Mark 8, 27 to 38, where Peter rebukes Jesus for his teaching. Peter and the disciples didn't receive the food that endures. Hence, he is now opposing Christ. Even though Peter knows Jesus is the Messiah because he received this from the Father, he doesn't know God's ways. I am not sure we are any different today to a large degree. Deuteronomy 8 is so powerful, profoundly deep, that it's not funny, and it explains what God is attempting to do in our hearts. He wants us to realize we cannot live by bread alone, physical, but on the real bread and his words, the bread of life. Deuteronomy 8.3, that he might make you understand that man does not live by bread alone. Jesus fed them with manna, which they did not know, to prove to them that they are not to live on physical food, but to die on the food from heaven, himself. This is all the same pattern from Deuteronomy 8 to John 6. Jesus is the bread we are to partake of. Jesus promises all those who come to him that they will not hunger, and he who believes in him will never thirst. Wow, what a promise. Have you found this eternal life in us in Christ yet? Are we eating and drinking the true food and the true drink? Jesus himself, so his life is being formed within us. 
and through this abiding, his life is in us and with us. I am not so sure about you, but it doesn't get any better than this. It is from this reality, which is Christ's reality, that we are now able to live our lives. We have come into the life Jesus lived his life from, and we are now able to minister to him and others from this position. This position is the position of an indestructible life in Christ. It is an overflowing, overcoming position. It is a resurrected life position and one that is wholeheartedly abundant of spirit. This position lives for Christ and others and is abandoned to accomplish by faith in Jesus the works the Father has for it. Everything now flows from his place in every test, trial, tribulation, situation, circumstance that happens to us is dealt with from this new dimension in Christ. 1 John 4, 17 says, By this, love is perfected with us, so that we may have confidence in the day of judgment, because as he is, so also are we in this world. As he is, we are also to be. It doesn't get any more clearer than this. As sons, we are to be as the Son, Christ-like. The same peace, joy, rest, that was present in Christ when the disciples were caught in the storm is to be in us. We are to be and act in accordance to the Son and not like the disciples. Mark 4, 36-41 When we are eating and drinking of Him, in other words, partaking of His life through the Spirit, we will discover this position in us. We will find ourselves naturally responding from this new position, this new wineskin. It will be an unconsciously conscious position for us, and the more we eat and receive from him, the greater the abundance that will be in us and will flow forth from us. We will be able to be the peacemakers. We will love and pray for our enemies. We will lay hands on the sick. We will be faithful to the very end and finish our race well. Here is a beautiful pattern of how we live in opposition to God and his ways when we don't come into his truth that changes us. Have a look at Mark 8, 27 to 35. Then look at Mark 8, 11 to 21. Mark 6, 35 to 52. Mark 6, 52. And then John 6, 1 to 71. If the disciples come into the life, Christ and his way, in John 6, the greater truth, then Mark 6, 52, Mark 8, 14 to 21, 8, 27 to 35 doesn't happen. Thank you, Jesus, for your love and your mercy towards us and your incredible patience with us while we learn to partake of you and you alone.